Hey, what up, everybody? It's your man, DJ Doris E. And I am Maya Dorsey. And this is the Dorsey Den Podcast. You already know. Come on in. Sit your butts down on the couch and let's have some dialogue. All right. We um we took a week off, but we back. And um, I'm going to tell you, taking off a week, I almost forgot how to get this thing going. I was hitting the wrong buttons, but, you know. We back, and we live in effect. So, this is the week after Thanksgiving, and we just hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving. We did. Yes, we Real did. chill, at least for me. You did a lot of cooking. Yeah, I did. And uh, the food was good. Thank you. I Very good. That. I mean, the thing is, we went to your dad's house, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of family there. Yeah. A lot of family. Mm-hmm. And you started cooking Sunday? Sunday? Yes. All the way through Thursday. All the way up to an hour before dinner, yes. And you cooked the meal for, you cooked all of the, well, they had a couple of things there when we got there. Yeah. Which was good. I cooked the main things. I yeah. cooked the turkey, the dressing, the greens, the macaroni and cheese, and I think I did a roast, and that's about it. Did you do a roast? Yeah. It was so much other stuff because I cooked two turkeys. So, and then dad fried a turkey. So, it was so much food there that, you know, yeah, I, totally I don't think the roast, roast really got. <laughs> I totally missed the roast. Honey baked ham, you know. I don't remember no roast. And let me say, let me apologize up front. I've been having a lot of coughing um, yes, lately. Yes, somebody up all night. Um, So, I got this tea that I'm sipping on. So, if y'all hear me cough, I'm going to try to cut my mic off and cough outside the mic, but. Excuse me up front. It's so, that time of the year. Before we even got started with this podcast, we just had a little situation that had me totally <laughs> scratching my head. So, a uh, uh, um, vacation was just booked that we just booked. and So excited about. So excited. And as my as you was talking about it, mm-hmm. the kids were in the room. Mm-hmm. I was just talking about the confirmation and just... The fact that it was confirmed and the kids overheard me talking. I mean, they was in the same room. Yeah. We was in the same room. And they chimed in. So And was totally upset. <laughs> they were. And I'm just really I'm really baffled. Like, see, here's the thing. The thing between me and you is we try to take a vacation where it's just me and you. Right. And then we also try to take one with all four of us. And then I take a vacation by myself. Yes. I haven't done that in a while. But um, so this is nothing new mm-hmm. that me and you were taking a vacation and Noah really took it the hardest. But I was just kind of like, I don't understand what's new about this. Right. We've been doing this since we could leave him. So a long time. And he is totally just like, it's not fair. You guys go on more vacations than us. And I'm like, boy, you seven. Mm-hmm. I'm like, do we spoil? Have we have we spoiled our kids? We have. There was an episode of Blackish where he went on a food strike. Mm-hmm. And I think he emptied the refrigerator and just had like one thing in there. I didn't see that, but I love Blackish, yeah. And I was like, yo, maybe we need to do that. That's why I said maybe we just need to limit them to peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I'm saying. And milk and water. Because I'm like, technically, fruit. as a parent, we ain't got to do nothing except for the straight state requirements, which is provide food, clothing, and shelter. Clothing and shelter and make sure they go to school. Yes. Because going to school is a requirement at Absolutely. the state. Yes. So I'm like making sure I all get to and from school. But outside of that, we ain't got to do nothing. We don't. And they go, we go above and beyond that. I mean, these kids want to eat out on a regular basis. Personally, I do not like to eat out. I'm not an eat out person. But we, you know, make sacrifices because they want to feel like they are doing something different, something special when they eat out. But um, they've traveled. They've been out of the state. Multiple times. Many. They've been in half of the country. Yeah. Multiple times on a regular basis. And it's just never enough. And this just goes to the conversation that I said the other day that I told you. I was like, they're ungrateful. And I'm getting ready to go on strike with some of their activities that is costing me a pretty penny. So maybe they'll understand then. Yeah. it's, it's, It's totally offensive that they felt this way. And I get it. They're kids. They don't understand everything. True. And Jade, I think Jade was when I showed her some of the bills that I paid. Yeah, she, she was, was like, like, 
Yeah, how much are the bills? They only a couple dollars. Oh, really? Okay, I'm here like, you go. And, and this is where people might not agree, but whatever. I'm like, they both got cell phones, mm-hmm. fully f- activated cell phones, like mine, yeah. like like ours. Yeah. And I was like, do you know how much I pay a month between all four of our cell phones? And she was like, what? What did she say? Twenty five dollars. I was like, girl, please show her the bill. And I did a course over the year of what I'm paying, and she mm-hmm. was just like, whoa, oh, yeah. Showed her. Um, our um cable fo- bill. Yeah, cable, phone, internet, alarm. Um, alarm. Mm-hmm. She was just like, Oh, so I think she got a little bit better. Obviously, she's a little bit older. Noah, he's just boohoo crying like I'm like, dude, are you fair. kidding me right now? And I'm like, dude, you are not on the same level as us. At all. Ever. <laughs> but he was like, Y'all get to vacation more. I'm like, boy, do you know I almost work almost every day of the year? Yep. Almost seven days a week, most most weeks. So I'm like, on oh, my days off, I'm like, where'd I take y'all? I had fellas with me, and I still brought y'all with me. We went out dark gunning. Yep. Just this past weekend. Just this past. And I was like, I could have been sitting at home. In Kentucky. I could have been sitting at home, chilling, watching TV, mm-hmm. playing Xbox or whatever. But I'm like, I chose to take y'all out on my day off that I you know, finally didn't have a gig. And I took y'all with me. Like, be grateful. Be grateful. But... <laughs> During this season of gratefulness and Thanksgiving. Yeah, so you gotta cover me cover for me when I'm talk when I'm coughing. I tried to cut the mic. I don't know if they heard me coughing, but all right. I cleared my throat. I'm sipping on tea as I'm talking. And I'm gonna need you to go to that doctor tomorrow. I'm not playing. Yeah, I'm going. I, I I couldn't get in today, so try to get me an antibiotic. I think I got a you what you say. Upper respiratory infection or I've sinus never, infection. I've never had one of these ever in my life. Yeah, but it's this been going on like, for a whole like week strong, this and is it's like getting the, worse. This is like the first year that I've experienced something I've never experienced. I had an ear infection for the first time ever. Yeah, you're getting older. I guess so. I haven't been, I haven't been, I haven't had a cold or anything since I was probably like 11, 12. So for me to kind of have you don't. Good, I mean, you, it's true enough, you really don't get sick. I mean, the kids can be sick, I can be sick, and you still going strong. So, you know, I think the weather in Ohio right now, like today, it's snowing. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then at the end of the week, it's gonna be fifty degrees. Yeah. It's so Ohio. it doesn't really, it, it really doesn't help with your sinuses and stuff either. But you need to get that addressed because it's going on too long. Oh, well, whatever. I will though. I'm going tomorrow. So. That I got an appointment scheduled. Great. Um, so you brought up a topic. Mm. Wait, well, yeah, you brought up a topic, and we since we're in the holiday season, as married folk, yes, one of the hardest things to do is sometimes juggle. What are you going to do for the holidays between the families? Yeah, and this one, I know, I was a little caught in between. Mm-hmm. And I, I was thinking to myself, I got this hole that I like to climb into, and I really don't come out because it's like you're going to upset somebody or you're not going to please somebody. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, I just go into this hole, and I'll just be like, I'm comfortable there. In a sense, I'm kind of like a But loner. it's surprising because typically you really don't care. And so for you to express that you cared or you were concerned, I was like, really? Hmm. Yeah, I mean. Okay. I just I, I'm one who don't try to please anybody. No, you and, don't. And I think with my mom, you know, my dad is past, and but my dad, she still hangs with my dad's side of the family. She still hangs with her side of the family. But when it comes to Thanksgiving, my mom is the one who is like, I want my food. I know how I like my Thanksgiving to look, so I'm a cook. Mm-hmm. And your dad wanted us to come down there. Yeah. My niece lives in Virginia, so she was in town. So I think I think what made me a little at first I wasn't gonna go to your dad's I was gonna go to my mom's house and I told you that would be perfectly fine yeah it was a struggle because I'm like I do want to see your side of the family and I think what made it a little bit easier was my side my my me my sister my niece and a and a slew of my cousins went out to see Creed on Wednesday night by the way which is excellent yeah and it was kind of like five stars she told me like the day before and i was like well i i kind of had something planned Mm -hmm. i did have something planned um i was actually gonna go dj that night at one of the gyms that i dj at but um i was gonna do a surprise visit but 
when she told me that, I was like, oh, opportunity to hang out with some of my family? Like, this is my blood. Mm-hmm. My blood, first cousins, second cousins, and my niece, my sister. I was like, you know what? I'm going to drop everything else, and I'm going to go hang with them. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I got a chance to hang out with my niece, see some of my cousins that I ain't seen in a while. So when it came to Thanksgiving Day, I was like, all right, I seen my family, my side of the family, and I went down to be on your side of the family. And I stayed for about a good hour and a half. And I was like, deuces. I appreciate your compromise. But because I had to go to work the next day. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, I ain't trying to really hang out long. But I also got up early on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, to go work out and DJ. Yeah, like, I worked out at oh 7.20 really? a.m. And then I went and DJed at 9 o'clock. Yeah. So. Even on Thanksgiving, it's like unbelievable. But yeah. Hey, you know what? I'm so used to it by now. Yeah, I mean, I like I said, there's really no days that I really get off. It's not. And it's no days really too much. Even <laughs> even my birthday or anniversary, like, babe, I got to do it. I got to do it. They asked me and I said I was going to do it. Are you kidding me, sir? Really? But yet and still I've learned how to balance, though. You've gotten much better. Like, the amount of vacations we've taken over the past two years and what we're about to start taking and... I'm like, I got to balance this stuff out. You've gotten better. Because I'll never forget what somebody told me. You're no good to nobody. You're no good to yourself if you burnt out. Mm -hmm. Take some vacations. Yeah. You've gotten better. Yeah. But I do appreciate you making that um, sacrifice. And I mean, I was fully supportive of you. um, Because I know originally you wanted me to go with you and your family to the movie that the night before. Um, But it didn't work out. Um, it's hard because we don't have a lot of daycare <laughs> people to kind of watch our kids for us. So either they're going to come with us or one's going to go and one's going to stay back. Um, and so I didn't mind staying back. Matter of fact, I went to the movies before you, you did. Went, yeah, you went earlier that. Like, I went earlier that evening. Hours before I did, yeah. And so we both got a chance to see it the same day, not together. but just not together. Yeah. And I mean, I understood, you know, um, I understand the value of family and I'm very encouraging to you to spend more time with your family. Cause I don't. Um, and so that's something that I push a lot. You know, I don't even know if your family realizes how much I push it, but I do push you spending more time with your family because you I do. think it, I think it's very important because I believe that for my own self, like I'm a well, person. Well, you're big on family. I'm big on family and I'm big on the friends that um, are really, you know, I'm really close to. So I appreciate that a lot. Um, I think one thing you, you, you talked about your mom wanting to um, cook her own meals. And as a woman, I completely understand that. As a um, woman, but also as a cook. Yeah. And as a cook, I understand that. Um, you know, we can be a little biased about our own cooking, and that's perfectly fine. But one thing that I tried to do, um, and I didn't take offense to it whatsoever, but one thing I tried to do when we first got married, um, it's hard because you have in-laws. Then, you know, my parents were divorced, and so my dad is remarried, so now I have a stepmother and family. Mm-hmm. And... um my family and so when you start mixing that trio together it can get a little frustrating and overwhelming so what I tried to do early on is to encourage all sides of the family to come together you know to our house um it just made things easier um being a daughter of divorced parents is a challenge because you know you feel torn from one side to the next and then don't add in in-laws you know um so you feel like you have to pick and choose and so it can make the holidays a little dreadful because you know you you can't just enjoy the holidays like you have to split your day up into so many different chunks to make everybody happy and satisfy everybody it can be overwhelming so once we had Jade, that's kind of the tradition. Either we hosted Christmas or Thanksgiving, and the family would come together, and I would cook, and we spent the day together. But this year was a little different. My mom is in Florida now. She resides in Florida, and so she I didn't have to worry about splitting my time between her and my dad, which was cool. Um, and then your mom was also invited to come to my dad's house, but she chose to stay home, which I completely respect and I understand. So, um, but it is a challenge, you know, it's a challenge to, to have multiple family members that want your attention that day, want to spend time with you, you want to spend time with them, but you know, there's only so many hours in a day 
and you spend your day ripping and running from house to house, it can be very um exhausting. So very exhausting. I think, you know, this year is a little bit of an exception. Last year I was in DC um visiting my cousins. And I think, you know, we've done a good job of being understanding with family and time and things like that. You don't really pressure me. But you're not the holiday person in general. Like at all, Mr. Scrooge. You've gotten better, but you are just so not the traditional holiday person, and I am the holiday person. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I'm big on Christmas I and set a big standard. on Thanksgiving. I definitely set a standard. Everybody know what they're going to get from me for Christmas. A lump of coal. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> a lump of coal. Whoa. So, and I have to be like, yeah. babe, seriously, like, come on now. Because it's just too stressful. It can be stressful, especially when you don't plan for it financially and um, you have kids of your own and you want to make sure you don't get janky gifts that you get something Man, nice. And I, I don't janky, like getting stuff that people I got aren't going to use. I got a janky gift. What do you get? Man, I got a hummingbird CD. <laughs> gospel hummingbirds from like the 1970s in a box cutter yes you did a swiss knife i'm like what the what am i supposed to do with this you did i'm like you, did. you know from now on you, you just show up you just did. don't bring no gifts not for me we good that's, but that's why i don't like holiday exchanges too sometimes at work because it's like i'm the one that's focused oh, on they know. making sure what i get is very nice it's from you know what the person wrote down on their list i'm trying to get the nicest thing that i can from that item and then you get something you're like really in my office they already know who did i have <laughs> they already know I, all i do is take the pictures don't ask me to participate in no secret santa yeah you're not you're not i am not number one i don't even like shopping like I don't like, if I'm going to a store, I'm like, I know I'm going for a black V-neck t-shirt. And when I get in the store and I hear them sweet words, can I help you find something? <laughs> can I help you find something? Yes. Can you help me find a black V-neck yeah, you, t-shirt? You're not going to venture off to anything else at all. I When I go in the store, I know exactly what the I want. Be worth shopping. So for me to do like a secret Santa. And it would be like, stressful for you. Oh my God. I would have to do it for you because you're not going to do it. You're not gonna do right. So they call me Scrooge at work, and I you I, are Scrooge. No, I know, and I embrace yes. it. I embrace you shouldn't. it. You shouldn't. You shouldn't because I you do. need to get better. I embrace it. You won't help put up the Christmas tree. I remember one of the biggest fights we had. Jay was probably like one or two, and I was asking you to put up the Christmas tree. You gave me all kinds of attitude about putting this dog on. What's the purpose? For what? What is the reason? We don't even have no Christmas tree. If she's two, she don't even know what a tree is. Blah, 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 blah. And my baby cut herself with that little branch, you know, because the tree at the time, oh, you yeah. had to put it together, like snap the things in there. And she picked the thing up, cut herself. Oh, I was so hot with you. How was you help with me? How was that my fault? Because if you would have helped me put it up when I asked you to, the branches wouldn't have been out there for her to get into. I needed help, and you refused so to help me. That's my fault. You contributed. I didn't even contribute to it. She got into it because it was out. See, I had all the, the branches out because I had needed you to pull the box out. We pulled the box out. Then I asked you to help me sort out the branches because over time, and people know what I'm talking about, like the Christmas trees that I had. I had an eight-foot tree. And it would um, the branches you had to lock them into the to the thing. Man, we just and need they to were do taped. away with Christmas. No, we don't. We need to throw the whole thing no, away. We don't. See, Christmas has become this is Christmas is a concert. It's a concert where the headliner don't even come to the concert no more. Now this is true in many instances, but that's the not true. The headliner is not even invited to the concert. Listen. He's the headliner. Christmas is garbage. When it comes to, you know, buying things and just doing things for things, you know, buying things for the sake of Christmas, and I'm just going to do things. But I think it's a season, a good season to remember and reflect on Christ, but also just giving, being a giver and giving and doing things that will put a smile on someone's face. I love the spirit of Christmas. Yeah, I think yeah. sometimes we have, you know, kind of ventured off and made it more commercial than anything Man. but for me i put up a christmas tree and you know i buy personal gifts really my gift giving now is really to my parents and my grandparents you know what ticks and that's me it off? you know what really ticks me and off? the kids 
I think I have such a heart for people. Thanksgiving really ticks me off. The fact that you got a lot of people. I'm sorry. Let me rewind. The fact that you have a lot of companies that are just like bump Thanksgiving, come and get these discounts. Like even oh, it, you mean because the stores are open on Thanksgiving? Like the, the employees don't even get to enjoy a dinner with their family because they got to go. Kimaya had to leave. Yeah, or my niece, niece. Mm-hmm. she had to leave because she, she had to work. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and I could tell she wasn't feeling it. Like yeah. I could tell she wasn't feeling it. I felt bad for her because I'm like, here it is, Thanksgiving Day. She had to get a plate like real quick, and she had to leave. And I'm like, off thirty percent off. Mm-hmm. Like these companies are pushing, and they really get started that again because I think even maybe three or four years ago, like you couldn't find nothing hardly open on Thanksgiving Day. But when the economy kind of fell, and it was like, okay, we need to find an opportunity to recoup trash, and, throw it in the trash. Then it's like, okay, we're gonna be open Thanksgiving evening. The stuff all that, the way through Black the, Friday. The tradition of what holidays are even about anymore ain't even about what it's about no more. If that makes any sense, it's, it's like, true. It's like. But I mean, Holidays you have to make it. You have to continue your own traditions at your house to keep it about the true meaning of what the holiday is for. And you know what I mean? these commercials around Thanksgiving, they put, I'm sorry, around Halloween, they pushing Christmas, and it's like, oh yeah, they rushing that. I feel like every time I turn around, do you know when voting, the day voting was over, is when you start, <laughs> Christmas commercials look, started. The voting commercials bugged me. I kid you not. Soon as November. 5th, 5th or 6th yeah. was over. Yeah. Christmas holiday stuff was on November 7th, the very next day. I mean, the Christmas trees was in the store and the mall everywhere. Oh, they pushed, but they pushed the button. They, <laughs> they pushed were. the button. Like, it, it all was, right. That's true. Voting is over. Go. Throw all these holidays And in I was the trash. glad to really see the commercials because voting had just got so ratchet. Yeah. But um, what we wanted to talk about today, on today, Oh, let me vent real quick. Here's another thing. Oh, Lord. Vent about what? I seen this post the other day. I think it was yesterday. And I usually don't go at nobody on Twitter. But it's a very popular gospel singer that said something. I was like, I got to say something. There was a pastor at church. I don't know if you've seen it. He was like floating through the sanctuary. Mm -mm, I see it. Oh, my God. It's horrible. It's a pastor hor- floating through the sanctuary. He started his sermon and he was like hanging on his thing. Like he floated from the, it was like a big church. Like on the strings. Like on the strings from the back of the church to the front. Like it was like he was levitating. Mm-hmm. And God said, Da-da-da-da-da-da. and people just looking at him float down. I'm like, wow. So I guess a lot of people jumped in. You know, a lot of people on social media is like, this is the reason why I don't go to church. Yada, 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 yada. I mean, what was the purpose? Was it some kind of play or no it was some I don't, meaning behind it was a it? clip i don't know what the whole context of it was so i can't really judge but here's the thing this this gospel singer um said something like uh he's actually a pastor too i didn't know this but he was like y'all need to stop yada 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 y'all y'all hypocrites for saying this is the reason why you don't go to church you don't go to church because you don't want to he was like um he was like but y'all still go to the club and there's hypocrites there and i'm like dude seriously like, if people don't want to go to church because of the stuff that they see, that the antics, mm-hmm. stay choice. Yeah, I mean, I, I have to go back on social media and look that up because I didn't see that. It was horrible. Yeah. I, I'll show you later. I'm sure some of the people listening probably have seen it. It was just horrible. I was like, this is, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. Yeah, side note. I don't even really want to get into it that much. I don't even know why I brought it up. Anywho. Yeah, because you're about to get started. Yeah. I, you know, I get on my high horse. But you wanted to talk about um, new money, new friends. Yeah, we had a conversation about it. Yeah, we had a conversation about it. Now, and, I, and, and, and not saying like, hey, we got new money, we got new friends. Um, but no. quite the opposite. <laughs> quite the opposite. Is it possible to retain the same friendships you had before you started making more money. Um, does the person with the money change or does the friendships with the money change? Or does the friends with the money change? So some people start making money mm-hmm. and they flip the script. Mm-hmm. Or some people start making money and, and their the friends, friends flip the script. Flip the script. Yeah. Flip, flip. Um, that's a Drake reference. I know you don't know. Whatever, don't play me. 
Um, you don't know. Whatever. I just flipped the switch. Flip, flip. Um, what what are your thoughts? What what what? How how do you want to dig into this? I don't know. It's hard because you know. Listen, <laughs> it's hard because we had nothing. Nothing. Like we've literally built this thing from the bottom. Okay. Started from the bottom. Now we're here. Now we're here. So, um, and we're still not where we want to be. Like we haven't like arrived. Like it's oh always a God. moving target. Yeah, it's, it's, it's always, always room target. for growth. You know, you always find a reason to say, okay, if I had this, I would do that. But um, and it's funny because I mean, a lot of my friends have weathered the storm with me, thick, thin, good, bad, or indifferent. But I think sometimes, you know, we live in a world of social media, especially. And, you know, like I said before, I think a couple podcasts ago that we always want to make it seem like we winning all the time, you know, Can't stand um, never losing, always winning. But, you know, I, I do believe that sometimes people's perception of your success can influence their relationship or lack of relationship with you. So I think it's important, you know, it's like, what do you do? Do you have a conversation with your friends? about it is it something that you ignore you know i don't know i i say all the time if i won the lottery i nobody would know no because number one i'm not a loud flashy person anyway Mm -hmm. by nature so i can roll with the horses or i can roll with the footmen like i'm good either way i can roll with the rich or with the poor Mm -hmm. if you're a good person to me that's all I need. That's more valuable than the money that you possess. Okay? That's just me. And I'm really a um good discerner and a judge of judger of character. Mm-hmm. And so I judge or I sense who you are before I, you know, say, okay, well, what do you do? And okay, does that fit into my scope of friendships and can you be a part of my circle based on what you do and who you are and where you live and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, we've seen so, it, though. We've seen it. And we've all seen it. And it's kind of disheartening that money has to separate friendships. Yeah. But sometimes the friends can change, and sometimes the people can change with the money. Sometimes it's necessary to change, too. Like if you, for example, like if you are trying to do better and you're around a circle of people who don't desire to do do better, you know what I mean? Or feel like you're being different because you want to do better. Prime example, we moved out to Centerville. We moved out to the suburbs. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really, for the most part, have lived in middle class neighborhoods for the most part. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I was younger, we lived in the ghetto, like straight up you know, the projects, but, um, you know, my, my parents made some decisions around getting us out and they did, and they set that example for us. And so we wanted to, you know, continue the same thing with our own families, but it's hard work. It wasn't like we were given this pot of money and like, okay, just continue on and live the legacy. It's, it wasn't like that. So when we moved out here, we kind of got some backlash, like why I move out to the suburbs, why I didn't stay in the city. It wasn't so much about um, status or anything like that. It was just like better opportunities. And it wasn't better opportunities necessarily for us because we kept our same jobs. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? It wasn't like we came out here and we got different jobs and all of that. Um, It was really for the education of our children. Mm -hmm. The biggest thing. The biggest reason. That was was the main reason why we moved out here was the school district. It was. It was the education of the kids. And when you hear about school buses in some districts, you're like, oh, I'm glad I moved out there. Yeah. I mean, so I just think sometimes the perception of people is like, oh, they move for other reasons. Or, you know, now that they have this, they can do that. We do the same thing we've been doing. We save money. We work hard, you know, um, try to live a, a honest life. And, you know, I, I just don't feel like that's a true judge of character to just judge people based on what I assume or count in their pocketbook of what they have or don't have. That's really none of my business. Yeah. And I think sometimes people perceive like, oh, I've had somebody say, oh, and this is what I was told. Oh, you're moving out there with the white folk. And it's like. What's the problem? Mm-hmm. Like, am, what is 
or, or that that ain't like keeping it real. Like, what is keeping it real? Like, do I have to be around all of my people, you know, black people, mm-hmm. to be real? I personally like it when my neighbors cut their grass. <laughs> I like it when people take pride in their home ownership. Absolutely. I like it because you're doing what you're supposed to do that my property value stays where it needs to be or it goes up. Goes up. You know, um, we experienced property value going down mm-hmm. because of our neighbors. Mm-hmm. Um, we've experienced particular school district didn't want to um, accommodate yeah, accommodate mm-hmm. our, our daughter where she was at in her in her level of education yeah uh-huh. and it was like you know what it's time to go mm-hmm. it's time to go so um when it comes to but but we over the years obviously as, as it should income has went up mm-hmm. but our friendships have definitely changed why do you think i think you how, still got the same circle i must say how have they you changed? still got the same circle um for the most part i do too but I've we've had, added on some new friends. We've added on some new friends. Yeah. But I've lost some that I would have thought I would have never lose, lost. Yeah. I mean, I've lost some too. This is true. And I don't know why. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I, I honestly don't think it has anything to do with money. But, or or do they perceive that I've changed? I think that's a thing. I just think sometimes people perceive that you've changed some kind of way. I don't know. I don't know. But I have seen people change with money, too. Oh, of course. You know what I mean? And it's like, you're excited for their success. Like, I'm not hating on you at all. Like, keep it moving. That's great. Kudos to you. But it's like now you are at a different financial status. So now you have to be at a different social, in a different social status and social circle. Um. I mean, I, I've I've been invited into a very elite organization. I won't say the name mm-hmm. um, that I was invited into, and I mean, it's a very historic organization, um, very affluent, and even with that, you know, I'm not big on. I want to. I don't. I'm not gonna say brown nosing. You know what I mean? But I'm not big on like. Oh, so you're a CEO. So because you're a CEO, I'm going to be your friend because you have status and that's going to somehow, you know, make me better. Mm-hmm. I connect with who I connect with and I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you are a secretary or you are a CEO, if we connect and we vibe, that's what it is for me. You know, that's more important than me riding around and say, you know what? My friends, they are CEOs. My friends are this. My friends are that. Now, granted, we have some friends. I have some friends that are doctors. Okay. I have a friend that's a lawyer. You know what I mean? I have friends that are entrepreneurs and are CEOs. But what does that do for Maya? You know what I mean? It doesn't add any extra value to my life because of their success. They had to work for that mm-hmm. and sometimes pay a huge price for it, you know? And so for me, I can't equate my value, give or take, because of it. So I think sometimes when you when people say, oh, they changed, it's like, what does that mean? You've mm-hmm. changed how? Mm-hmm. Now, what I is t- your definition I of will change? Tell, I will tell you how I've changed. I there are some how things, have you changed? I, there are some things that I know I've changed on, but it's not because of status. Because I do run my own business, I've changed on you ain't going to just waste my time. So oh, that, yeah. that might come off a little bit of, I don't know, is he cocky? Does he think he's bad? I don't know. But you ain't going to waste my time because you know I already got P- PTSD. If you trying to invite me somewhere, you better let me know <laughs> what you're inviting me to. Because if you don't tell me, I ain't coming. Well, I mean, number one, as a businessman, you know, and just because of the hectic schedule that you do have. Time is money. Time is money. Like, I don't have time literally to waste. I don't have any time to waste. You know, I don't have time to waste. And that can be perceived like, oh, now you ain't had time. Now you don't have time. We used to have time. But things have changed. You grow, you mature. Yep. And it's like, 
Don't hit me with, oh man, we need to get together. Da, da, da. I'm pulling out my phone, like, let's put R- it in the calendar. I P to that. To that. Don't if you hit me I'm with I'm done with that. We need to we need to hook up to me that's just like saying, What's up, bro? Yeah, I'm done with that. And that don't have nothing to do with being bougie or anything. It's just like, listen, I'm I tired really of to- I'm sick of talking. If you want to make we are like crazy busy and that ain't no joke like we for for real but but it's not even it, and we me, can make time so but, but it's, it's about making time it's a, exactly for me, for a me, priority it's about, it's about managing my time yeah it's a priority and like right now i got somebody i need to call back this evening just to say what's up you know catch up a little bit but i had to put a put a reminder in my phone like you know what because if i don't i'm gonna forget not that on purpose i'm gonna just forget because when i come home I got kids to tend to. I have a wife to tend to. Um, we got this podcast to tend to. There's certain things that we got. Businesses and things that we have to take care of for business purposes. You know, so it's, if my thing is this, if you really, really value a person, mm-hmm. value the person. Don't worry about position and title and, you know, making assumptions. Like if you really, really truly you know want to engage in a friendship with someone or a partnership with someone you know just value that make that a priority because if you really really value it you're going to find a way to make it work mm-hmm. you know one of my longest friendships um lover to pieces we didn't been through everything together I've I've witnessed you know her have her children i just witnessed one of her children graduate getting ready to go into the service she's been there for me um you know with our children and she's at a different stage of her life than i am but we find a way to stay engaged with each other and so um when I have things, she comes out, she supports me. When she has things, I come out and I support her. And I know she is a true, she can care less about my income. She can care less about my job t- title changing. She can care less about the degrees that I've She's just achieved. She's a ride or die. She is ride or die. I we didn't exactly fell out. She's a ride or die. We didn't fell out, just like a small fallout. But we come right back. I never knew y'all fell out. Yeah, because we try to do business together. And that was like the worst thing in the world. I'm trying to do business with your friend. But we were able to bounce back. And I mean, going stronger than ever. And when I pick up that phone and I call and I say, can you? She don't care. She got to ride a bike to get there. That's she going to make it work. That's a fact. That is true. You know? And so I say that because she's one of the per- people that have seen me with nothing She's seen me with something and she's seen me with nothing again, you know, and her friendship and her loyalty to me has never wavered, never faltered, never changed. You ain't going to fight to be like her. No, no. And so, you know, when she needs, I may not have it, but I try to make it work. You know, I, I think another thing that I'm learning is how to manage my friendships. Mm hmm. Um, and that's why my calendar is so important to me. I'm not doing a lot of stuff unless it's in my calendar because I have to manage my time. Yeah. So that's the reason why I said, when somebody say, Hey, yo, we need to hook up. I'm like, yo, let's put it in the calendar. Yeah. It's helped me a lot. Let's put it in the calendar. So not that I'm like trying to pencil you in. It's because I'm trying to manage my time. Cause if we say, Oh man, let's get together this Friday at seven. I might be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. And then look at my calendar like, oh, shoot, I actually got a gig. Mm-hmm. Or it, here comes 7 o'clock, and they sitting at the restaurant or bowling or wherever we decide to go, and they might hit me up like, where you at? What you mean, where am I at? Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be hooking up right now. Oh, snap, I forgot. But let me say something about that. Even with that, right, I know that sometimes your friendships change, not necessarily because of your financial status changing but because maybe you have a partner that demands your time a little differently what do you mean a partner your husband your wife your girlfriend your boyfriend whatever your significant other and um so it may not necessarily be that you don't want to do something it may be that person trying to accommodate their friendships and their relationship Mm -hmm. and sometimes it can be conflicting i think the thing that 
works for us is we don't stop each other. It's like my biggest thing when people say, can we hook up? I'm like, doggone, let me look in this calendar because Terrence has a gig every weekend and let me try to find a weekend that he's free. Because, again, I don't have just a babysitter. I can say, okay, well, that, cool. I'm just going to take him to my mom's house. Take him to my, I don't have that luxury. Someone so we have to. It is about that time. <laughs> but I don't trust people with my kids. But, you know, we you know we have to be intentional about, babe, I got something on the calendar. I see you don't have anything. I'm going out with so-and-so. We're going to meet for dinner. And or that's we gonna the other thing. Saturday for lunch. Even between and us. And that's that. Even you know? between us, that's one thing that we both have is we have a calendar. We met, we share a, a email address. Yeah. That we sync our that we're able to input into that calendar. That helps a lot. That helps big time. A lot. And it was difficult at first, like, do what? Yeah, no. But now I can't live without it. I can't live without it. And it's like you trying to like you said, you try to schedule something, you'd be like, Oh, dad, he got something going on. Or I try to schedule something, oh dad, mine's out of town those three days or four days or whatever. Like I know because we sync our, we have our calendars automatic. Well, no, we just put it into the same account. Yeah, we just put it into the same email address. Yeah, same email account, and uh, we just automatically see it. If something comes up, what are we gonna say? That wasn't in the calendar. Yeah, and I'd be like, dude, but I told you though. It wasn't in the calendar. <laughs> it wasn't in the calendar. It. Well, you should have remembered. And you need to put a reminder on it too. Oh, whatever. Two day I try. reminder. I try. Two hour reminder, one week reminder, something. I'm about 85% good at it. I mean, every now and then I have some slip ups, but yeah. But yet and still, before we even make plans, we can um we can we can look in the calendar and see, hey, this is what's going on. Yeah. But you know And, for, we, we, and we respect that time for each other. You yeah. know what I mean? We do. For, but for you know, I don't know, this friendship thing is a real I don't know. It's, it's real fun. Or do you outgrow people? You you outgrow people, and I think friendships can be very seasonal. Yeah. Some I mean, not friendships all, are seasonal. Yeah, not all friendships are just weatherproof, you know? I think sometimes um, it's funny because I would say I'm friends with all of my best friends still, except for my grade school best friend. Um. We lost touch, but my other friends, I'm still in contact with like my elementary best friend and my high school best friend and my college best friend. I'm in contact with. Okay. So it's interesting. We talking about friendships. Something just came to mind. So I had a friend in college. I'm mm. not going to say her name because mm. she may not want me to say her name. Who? Be quiet. Just I'm not going to say her name. And, um, you almost said it though. <laughs> no, I didn't. And she and I um, kind of went our separate ways. I don't think we really had like a, a falling out. It was just kind of like she was going in one direction in life and I was going in another. Wait a minute. Y'all went to the same college or y'all went to the same, same college? School? Same college. My college friend. And so. I think I know who it is. Yeah, you know who it is. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. And so um, we, um, and we just hit it off. Like as soon as I got to school, we hit it off. And um, probably into my second year, we just kind of like, she went her direction, I went my direction. And so um, just within the last year, she contacted me and was like, hey, we need to get together. And I'm like, okay, sure. Because, I mean, there wasn't no love lost. It was just like, we just went our own different ways. Mm -hmm. And so we got back together we make a point to get together once a month now. Um, we see each other go to dinner or whatever, and we talk and we catch up on life. And, you know, I was just like, wow, I really value the fact. And she was like, you know, there were some things that you were saying to me back then that, you know, I think you were ahead of my time. Mm -hmm. You know, like I was always very focused. And sometimes I wish I wasn't as focused and that I lived a little bit more. So now that's why every chance I can get, I'm trying to live my best life. <laughs> I ain't going back and forth with you. I'm not, you know. I really try to live my best life, and the things that I want to do, I do, you know, because it's like life is not promised. And so, um, that was just one of those prime examples of a friendship that, you know, it took a break, you know, but we got back together and we picked up where we left off, and things are great. So, I mean, I just think if you really, again, if you really value friendships and relationships you do just have to 
make a priority, sit down, talk about whatever your misunderstandings may have been. Because sometimes a lot of times, really a lot of times, it's a misunderstanding. misunderstanding. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You feeling one way and a person feeling some other kind of way. And then you can sense a little tension and then you're like, I'm just not going to deal with the person because they acting funny. They being Mm -hmm. different. But it's just communicating. Now, some people, it's not worth that for me. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I'm not that invested in you. And if, you know, we separate, then we separate. But there are some people who are, you know. Um, There are people that I don't talk to on a regular basis, but I ain't got nothing but love for them. And, um, you know, you just have to really prioritize and and value the people around you. (sighs) Really? Excuse me, I'm not yawning so on rude. you. I'm not yawning on you. So freaking rude. Well, you know what this coughing and stuff. Whatever, boy. I've been up. whatever. I told you that earlier. Like you kept up. me up all night, so I don't want to hear about you yawning. I need to be the one over here yawning. Then take a yawn. Seriously, take a good one. Be quiet. Look like the lion on Lionsgate. Whatever. Lionsgate. Whatever. The beginning of a Lion movie. King. No, no, no. I'm not talking about Lion King. I'm talking about the beginning of the movie when the, the lion is yawning. Rawr. Rawr. 20th Century Fox. Anywho, anywho, because I can't work with you right now. Yeah, but friendships, as we said earlier, friendships can be very seasonal. And some seasons is short, some seasons are long. And I've learned how to just be like, you know what, okay, it's over. Yeah. Not because of a beef, it's just kind of like. It comes with maturity. You in a different place in your life, I'm in a different place in my life. Yeah. But just be careful not to like overthink stuff. I think sometimes people will attach somebody's success or failure to their relationship you know what i mean like oh that's why they ain't doing good because the way they treated me mm-hmm. or you know they doing good because of what i did for them like you know like support one another um it's so important especially nowadays it's so hard to find good support and people that's really genuinely rooting that for really you. means well like really seriously rooting for you and really want to see you succeed yeah. and for me i mean it takes nothing off of me to see somebody else, you know, happy and a- a- accomplish and achieve the things that they've worked so hard to achieve because I don't want someone to do me like that. Like, it may look like stuff happened overnight, but, hey, I'm here to tell you. As, as the saying goes. Blood, sweat, and tears. Or the saying okay? goes, it took, me a, it took me 12 years Hello? to become an overnight success. I'm telling you. Yeah. Now... I really ain't got nothing else on that subject, but I got something to talk about. What? Erica Badu. That girl bad. I'm not. I love Erica Badu. I've seen her in concert. I'm I love not her. like a huge fan of her. Like, I got all her albums and all that. But just to see her perform. On the Soul Train Awards. Period. Yeah. It is something about you that You have woman. to see her live in concert. Probably do, but I just, mean, it's just, phenomenal. She can put you in the zone. Yes. Like, the next day. After I seen it on the Soul Train yesterday, because the Soul Train Award was what Sunday? Sunday, so yesterday, two nights ago. Yesterday, all I listened to was Neil Soul. Yes, that's all I listened to. That's my jam. Like she will put you in a zone. Yeah, I don't know what it is about and that. just artistic, just natural, creative, artistic talent. You know, like she, raw talent. She can, she she can almost hypnotize you. Yeah. She she just very because she did that set on um the Soul Train Awards and I was like can't you listen to her for like another thirty minutes and oh he my was like yeah Erica Badu is whew. yeah she and it's not even she's not one of the type of people that you be like oh she can blow yeah she just is just raw talent mm-hmm. that knows how to almost like Fantasia now Fantasia can blow listen I one of my dreams is for me to meet Fantasia okay. Because I love me. I've been watching Fantasia since Idol. But I think the thing about love Erica Fantasia. Badu, I think the thing about Erica Badu is she is just authentically her. Yeah, very original. Nobody is like Erica Badu. Yeah, because I was like, babe, who can you compare her to? And he I was can't like, compare her to nobody. Nobody, even in the neo soul category, it was like, who can you compare her to? Nobody. No, I can't. So compl- she, de- I think she got a legendary award or something like that. I she don't deserved know. it. I don't care what she got. I she just deserved know. it. She can, whenever she starts, whenever she speaks, I listen. Yeah. Or whenever she sings, I listen. Yeah. Her show is just. And she's just deep. Like, just deep. It's like, wow. Okay. Yeah. School us, will you? Yeah. She's, I like her. So, anywho. um, I, I didn't know where you were going. I'm like, what are you about to talk about? Yeah, yeah. No, Erica Badu, I just was. 
Another thing, you you know what really just left a very good taste in my mouth to this day? When we went to that Universal Circus. Oh, yeah. I still can't stop thinking about that show. Yeah. That was that was, that was one, my first time too. I had heard great things about it, but I, I was like, I'm not I've about never to go been to, to one. circus. And we went back what back in the summer, August, September, September. Was it September? September. It was after Labor Day, like Labor Day weekend. Yo, one of the best dang shows I've seen. Yeah, I felt like that was one of those things to where. I felt like they black catered. excellence. It was black excellence. <laughs> For black, real. I felt like it was just catered directly to me. Yeah. The things that I like. Because <laughs> you were, you were sitting there like, wow. <laughs> you, oh, I think I you was, enjoyed a part of the kids. You were like, and it was for the wow. kids. <laughs> like, I mean, everything about it to me was just dope. Yeah. Like when it first started, the dude came out with the whistle and was, you know, getting the crowd into it. Yeah. And at first I'm looking at him like, why he's so colorful? But I get it. It's the soul. It's the circus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then when they got everybody get to dancing, and the DJ was killing it. Yeah, that spoke to your language. Didn't oh, it? that spoke. And usually, I'm a very hard critic when I listen to a DJ. I'm like, oh, he didn't blend that right. Yeah. But I get it. You know, some we all you know had those mistakes. But if he consistently does that, and I'm like, oh, he whack. That DJ had me in the zone. At the circus. At the circus. Yeah. And they had a banging sound system. To me, that's important. Everything about... To see dancing elephants? Like, yeah. who's the trainer think, for this? I think this was the last year of it, too. Oh, don't tell me that. Because I would I like do. to see them come back. I think this was it. Like, their last tour. I mean, it was well choreographed. Everything about that circus. It's months, what, two, three months later, and I'm yeah. still thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to go back to that moment. Like, I've never experienced a show like that. And it was a circus. Yeah. This wasn't no hip-hop show. This wasn't no... This was a circus with animals and um, um, different... Acrobats. Co- yeah, it just... Acrobatics and... And the thing is... It was though, crazy. Even though it was soul, like, it was made for black people, they had people there from oh, they China. Had, yeah, all nationalities, all different races of people. Yeah, yeah. It was super dope to the point where I'm still thinking about it. Yeah. I don't know why I even brought that up. I mean, we done went from friends to the circus. Look, because having friendships can almost be like a circus sometimes. Well, you didn't preach right there, brother. (laughs) Amen. So if you want to send in your tithes and offerings, (laughs) our email address is DorseyDen at Gmail. No, I'm sorry. DorseyDenPodcast at Gmail.com. Um... Somebody actually did have a question, but I totally forgot what it was. That's a shame. We'll get to your question next week. Yeah, I totally forgot what it was. Send us your questions, your scenarios. We're still looking for a glass half full, glass glass half empty. Oh. Are we having company? Yeah, we definitely have it in company. Can we touch this real quick? Real quick. This is this came up. How far do you push your kid, the pediatrician or the doctor mm-hmm. as a parent? We, I had a conversation about a pediatrician that we used to go to, as a matter of fact. Mm. And the, the the daughter's tonsils, the mom suspected something was going on with the tonsils. Mm-hmm. She went to the pediatrician, and he was just kind of like, uh, not a big deal. She'll be fine. Mm-hmm. She took her daughter to a specialist, and he was like, yo, these tonsils need to come out, like, immediately. Wow. A lot of times we as people trust doctors as a professional. Yeah. But I've seen you do it where you like, nah. nah oh yeah, multiple times. Nah. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah. It's almost like at what point do you know to push the professional? Like it's it's almost like a car. But see, I think a, a lot just- of times as, as people, I don't understand. I'm not a mechanic. So it's kind of like you don't like the mechanic may be like, oh no, everything is cool. Or, or no, I'm sorry, the mechanic ain't gonna say that. Oh no, you need to get this repaired. Yeah, they're gonna find something wrong. And it's like, okay, do I actually need to get new rotors or do I just need new brake pads? Mm-hmm. And how do you know as a parent when to push the doctor on a certain issue? Like even with Noah, when he had the ear infections, at a certain point, you was kind of like, no, how about when Noah had pneumonia? Mm-hmm. 
And he in the bed barking like a dog. And they telling me, oh, he just has a cold. The antibiotic. No, I'm sorry. Something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Don't know three-year-old sit up in here and bark like a dog. Like, this is insane. And a fever that he can't break. This yeah. is crazy. You know, or even when Jay was in the hospital. You know, I was just like, get to the bottom of it. Something <sighs> is wrong. So I just always say, I just think when you become a parent, I'm a very discerning person anyway. Mm -hmm. But when you become a parent, you really have to trust your intuition. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to really trust your gut. Mm -hmm. I believe that God for me, I've had God speak to me loud. Like I can hear like a, like a voice. Mm -hmm. I've had God speak to me in dreams, but for the most part, it's like God speaks to me in that small soft quiet voice Mm -hmm. that you be like is that god or is that me Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so when i have to be like is that god or is that me i really trust i just go with it like nah i need to go with it you really trust your gut that's what you're about to say yeah you just combine two words i really just trust trust it your Mm -hmm. gut but no you just have to trust your gut i mean you really do and as a parent you know you know your children better than anybody and you are the best caregiver that anybody can ask for i mean nobody can replace you especially a mother like i didn't nurse this child carry this child for nine months in my stomach i know when something's not right Mm -hmm. you know and so you do have to push the doctors because they're giving their medical opinion doesn't make it fact it's their opinion. Mm-hmm. And, and I always say go a- and do a second opinion. Like we took Jay from one city hospital to another city hospital. And the other city hospital actually did a different treatment plan on her. Found something. And really found something. So, I mean, you really have to like and be lot, thorough. I think too, I think doc, we as a people look at the doctor with their title. Mm-hmm. Like he's a doctor, she's a doctor. So they have an answer. They have an answer. But yeah. here's the thing. A lot of these doctors... These pediatricians or family doctors are just that. Mm-hmm. They're not specialists. Yeah. So you might have an issue with your nose or your knee or your ankle or something. Where it comes to your nose, you might need to go see an ear, nose, throat doctor. Mm-hmm. Or if you got something going on with your skin, you might need to go see a dermatologist. Right. So it's just like these pediatricians or these family doctors are just that. Mm-hmm. They're not a specialist in anything. Mm-hmm. So and more importantly, they're not Jesus. I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Like you just have to really trust that that gut and that nudge and that voice and really roll with it because I feel like it's there for a reason. So kudos to her for pushing it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause woo, that could have been bad. And I had my tonsils on. Let me tell you something. I would have had a whole nother C-section before I got them tonsils out. I remember that, that. was the worst surgery out of all i've had multiple surgeries for different you reasons eat nothing for like oh my god they say as an adult it's worse you know because you have more nerve endings and tissue and so- the worst surgery i mean i guess i i called the doctor and said can you please put them put the tonsils back <laughs> can you put me can you please just put me under like can you just put me under, put me in some sort of coma? And they were like, ma'am, I'm sorry. Like, it's going to get better. Every day it gets better. <laughs> like, no, every day it gets worse. So it took me like three weeks to recover. So God bless that baby because it, it's it's a horrible surgery. Horrible. Mm. Horrible. Yeah. So, yeah, as I was saying earlier, our email address is DorseyDenPodcast at gmail.com. All of our social media handles from Facebook to Instagram, that's the only two that we got, is Dorsey Den Podcast. And we're having company next week. Yep. Yep. It's going to be a fun one. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun one. And then we're still setting a date for February for live podcast. Yep. So we'll get that information out ASAP. Yeah. Prepare your babysitters because this ain't going to be nothing for no children. Not at all. Yeah. This is going to be straight up adult time. Yeah. You about to clown. I'm about to be me, the authentic me. You know, I think a lot of people are waiting on me to be this, you know, Terrence, I know you, Terrence, when when you going to bring it out? And I'm like. Bring what out? I think a lot of people expecting me to be a lot more edgy. And here's why I'm not. I, I'm In my private conversations, I think I'm a little bit more edgy. And there might be times for, you know, quote unquote, edginess. But 
I just don't want to. I feel like there's so much stuff that's going on within the family structure and business to where I'm like, let's talk about that. But I do have things that I do want to get off my chest at one point in time in my life. But, you know, there'll be times for that, y'all. You know, I, I don't I don't want to be the guy that's considered like a shock jock. Yeah. And y'all expecting me to say, like, I don't. I don't want to be that guy. Like, I just don't want to be the guy that's always saying something to make people say, ooh, ah. Like, that's not the crowd that I'm trying to attract, to be quite honest. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of y'all know how I get down, but on this podcast, it's, it's, that's not not my goal here. I mean, there will be times and topics that would be a little bit edgy. And I think the live podcast is going to be definitely an opportunity to be be edgy. It's going to be very edgy. But, um, But fun. Yeah, but fun. Yep. So, anywho, I am DJ Dorsey. And I am Maya Dorsey. And this is the Dorsey Den Podcast. Thank y'all for um, listening. As always, we appreciate you all. And uh, we look forward to seeing y'all next week. Come back and visit us. Holla.